Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Okay, seems like an odd uh, subject to discuss, but you're going to be interested once I start telling you why. I don't know if uh, you have ever tried to identify why you, what would be the benefit of eating cabbage. The reason I want to break this down is because people tend to get sensitive to certain vegetables. And a lot of times it's because those are the only vegetables they really have in their palate. And so over time, (coughs) They can almost create a sensitivity to that vegetable, but it's not so much that they really have an issue with it. It's really just that their palate is so limited. And so what I always tell a person is, listen, every time you go into Whole Foods or every time you go into Fresh Time, buy your green beans, buy your broccoli, buy your rice cauliflower, okay? I know those are your fundamental ones, but every week find one vegetable And of course, you're going to repeat that eventually, but one vegetable that's just different from the others and just add it, you know, and it can, again, every six weeks, you'll probably end up repeating it because there's only so many vegetables to do. But this week, get all your normal ones, but buy a head of red cabbage, you know, next week, buy three different types of uh, mushrooms. You know, the next week, get celery and plan to juice it. Remember how all those benefits that we talked about, you know, and just do something different so your body can kind of open up that palate a little bit and maybe lessen some of the sensitivity that you're having. And that sensitivity might just be bloating. It could be a headache. I mean, there's there's a dozen reasons why you could have a sensitivity to a different food. Doesn't always just have to be digestive. So I started cooking with cabbage uh, a while ago because I liked how full I felt when I cooked it. Instead of eating a salad, I almost never eat salad. I mean, eat salad if I go to a restaurant, but that's about it. I always cook cabbage. And I have a food processor and usually just throw it in my food processor because it shreds it up so easily. But so many stores, including Whole Foods, they sell coleslaw mix uh, organic. And so it's just chopped cabbage. And then it has some carrots and some other fun stuff in there. They even sell red cabbage that's already shredded. So if you don't want to pull out your food processor, easy. Just grab that that uh, shredded cabbage by coleslaw mix 
and we can cook up the cabbage. And I'm gonna tell you how I cook my cabbage and just to kind of give you an idea. Um, cabbage is super, super low calorie. So, I mean, it, uh, a cup of it's 22 calories. I mean, it, it's just extremely low calorie. A cup of it is uh, one gram of protein, two grams of fiber. It's very high in vitamin K, which I'll warn you if you're on a blood thinner, that's just something to take into consideration, but you probably already know that if that's the case. Um, it doesn't mean you can't have it. You, you just wanna be aware that you're, especially when you're in a pretty regular food prep eating regimen, you kind of have to be careful because you could get to where you make cabbage for lunch and cabbage for dinner. That would be too much seven days a week. But having cabbage on Wednesday night isn't going to be an issue, especially if you don't have it again. And that's what I'm talking about, getting that new vegetable and bringing it in and just finding a way to broaden your horizon a little bit for the week. Um, it is, again, high in vitamin K, high in vitamin C. It's really high in vitamin C. It's 54% vitamin C. So like if you were feeling something coming, come on, I mean, this would honestly be as beneficial as having an orange. We, we think we kind of have to have that, but the sugar actually doesn't really help us. And in fact, can over time create inflammation. High in folate, uh, high, and it has a decent amount of B6. So just know that that's an option as well. Um, so it's packed with nutrients. This is interesting also, it's packed with calcium, potassium. Red cabbage has even higher amounts of potassium in it, uh, magnesium. So I look at that and I'm like, wow, why, why am I not eating cabbage? I'm willing to take all these supplements every single day where my food could ultimately become one of the supplements. When you cook cabbage, it's much easier, in my opinion, to digest it. So it just breaks down a little bit easier versus like a lot of salad can be kind of iffy from, di from a digestive perspective. It may keep inflammation in check. Uh, so it says your body relies on the inflammatory responses to protect against infection or speed up healing. This kind of acute inflammation is a normal response to an injury or infection. On the other hand, chronic inflammation that occurs over a long period of time is associated with many diseases, including heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and inflammatory bowel disease. Cruciferous vegetables like cabbage and many others and many different contain many different antioxidants that have been shown to reduce chronic inflammation. In fact, research showing that eating more cruciferous vegetables reduces certain blood markers of inflammation. One study including over a thousand Chinese women showed that those who had the highest amounts of cruciferous vegetables had considerably lower levels of inflammation compared to those with the lowest amounts. Uh, there's a couple different antioxidants and it's sulforaphane and camphorferol and other antioxidants found in this remarkable group of plants are likely responsible for their anti-inflammatory effects. So we gotta look at certain foods as the ability to act as medicine to your body. And cruciferous vegetables is not just cabbage. So if you hate cabbage, I get it. I might be able to tell you a better way of making it though, just to make it a little more interesting for you. Cause if I just cooked cabbage and didn't put anything on it, I wouldn't want to eat it either. So, you know, there's lots of ways of doing it. I know bacon grease is a good way, but there's better ways, you know, to where you can feel good. But we, with the cruciferous special, it'd be broccoli, it'd be cauliflower, uh, your salad would be great. That would be a, a great way to get those cruciferous vegetables in it. And I always say, if, if I was going to have her salad on a regular basis, I'd saute it. 
I love having those vegetables sauteed like that. And it and they're chopped in such a way you're gonna digest them so much better because they they're you know they're already so broken down. I love that they're that chopped. A lot of people really struggle with raw vegetables because they're just in such a whole form. Your body has to work so hard to chop it down. So let's think about when we're eating these vegetables, this is a means for us lowering inflammation. That's easy. You know, we got to make sure we're getting these vegetables in every single, every single meal, you know, whenever we can, all these different types. If you're struggling with muscle cramps, instead of eating a banana, make some cabbage, put some avocado on top of it. No sugar, you're not having the sugar response. You're not having that higher carb response, but you're still getting all that potassium in. So, you know, can take things like that into consideration. Cabbage is packed with vitamin C. Uh, for instance, it's needed to, oh, I'm sorry, vitamin C, also known as absorbic acid, is a water-soluble vitamin that serves many roles in the body. This is very interesting. I, I just, I don't think a lot of people realize this. For instance, it's needed to make collagen. And so when I first meet with a person on nutrition, I always put them on a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, uh, usually around 4,000 milligrams of vitamin D and then 400 milligrams of magnesium. That's kind of a start for me. Uh, and part of the reason is because I know vitamin C is vital to making collagen and we all need more collagen, not just so we can look great and young, but also so we can feel great and young because it helps us internally too. So just think of vitamin C that way and you don't always have to think of vitamin C as fruit. And I know for me, I grew up that thinking that was what vitamin C was. I had no idea it was in vegetables. Right. It's not even right. Exactly. You don't get the gain. You don't have that same gain, especially like a super high sugar fruit. You know, I mean, an orange, you know what I mean? So anyways, the, the most abundant protein in the body being collagen. Collagen gives structure and flexibility to the skin and is critical for proper functioning of the bones, muscles and blood vessels. So if I have a client say I'm worried about calcium, how am I getting my calcium in? The doctor doesn't think you're eating the amount of vegetables you're eating. They, most people do not. Uh, they go through Chick-fil-A and they get French fries and a grilled chicken and it's a healthier meal because it's, it's grilled chicken. You know what I mean? They don't think people are having salad. They don't think they're roasting green beans and roasting broccoli and, and, and cooking cabbage. I, I wouldn't think so either, you know, if I were the doctor. So I'd want to put you on calcium as well. But if you're drinking bone broth, you're taking collagen in your coffee, uh, you're drinking coconut milk or almond milk, you're eating almonds, okay? And then you're eating all these vegetables, right? You're, you're getting a lot of calcium, way more calcium than what you think you're getting. And if you sat down and did a, can't remember what that app is, MyFitnessPal, and you just entered all those foods that you had in a day, I would love to have you look and see how much calcium you're consuming, because I, I don't think you realize how much it's coming from what you're having. Now, if you're super hyper-limited on your vegetables, then of course we can't count the cal, <laughs> we're not getting enough calcium, but understand that you can get it. Additionally, vitamin C helps the body absorb iron, the type of iron found in plant foods. So what's more, what's 
what's more, it's a powerful antioxidant. In fact, it has been extensively researched for potential, potential cancer fighting qualities. Vitamin C works to protect the body from damage caused by free radicals, which has been associated with many chronic diseases, including cancer. That's, well, that's in my opinion, why we go for vitamin C is because we're trying to, we're, we're concerned that we have free radicals, you know, that we have a virus and something's fighting us. So we're taking that vitamin C to go in and try to protect ourselves. There's also plenty of other things you could do to protect yourself too, uh, which is all the things I just mentioned. So when you start to feel yourself break down, I would get two huge containers of bone broth chicken or beef, whatever you like the best, put them in, in your stock pot, add a, a real good quality water to it, and then just dump every cruciferous vegetable you can think of in there. A bag of frozen broccoli, a bag of frozen green beans, a bag of frozen uh, cauliflower, rice cauliflower, throw some carrots in there, do some of Kim's salad in there, you know, add some cabbage to it and just season it, season it really well and make yourself a huge pot of vegetable soup. And, you know, eat your hamburger that you made for dinner or throw your hamburger in the soup, however you want to do it, and eat that three times in that day. You know, that is so healing for your body. It's tremendous, you know, and you don't need any noodles in there. You know, it's strips, long strips of cabbage, they taste like noodles. Or make a, a spaghetti squash on the outside, roast it, and then put that in a bowl and then throw your, you know, your veggie soup on top of that. But you could have a mixing bowl of that and be okay with it. As long as you're not putting potatoes and a bunch of sweet potatoes and, a, you know, filling up with carrots so much that all you can see is orange, you'll be fine. You know, that that's a great resource to try to kind of pound yourself and fight those free radicals. So I won't go on and on about the uh, uh, vitamin C, but I just felt like did, who even knew, you know, how, that it had that much? One cup, 89 grams of chopped red cabbage packs in 85% of the recommended intake for vitamin C, which is the same amount found in a small orange. So red cabbage, I love red cabbage. So I'm gonna go through a couple of other things, but I wanna talk to you about red cabbage specifically and how you would cook it. Um, I get what would be considered a soup pot. I like it because it starts like, it fills the whole entire thing up. And then when you go in there and look after you've had the lid on for a while, you're like, well, are we even gonna have enough to eat this? Like, it's not even that much, you know, right? So there've been times where I've had two big stock pops because I'll buy like six bags of that. And you can't, you can only fit so much. Now you can let it cook down a little bit and then put another raw one on top of there. And as long as you're cooking it on slow heat, it isn't going to burn or anything. So I start with olive oil, okay? I olive oil the bottom of the pan really good. And then I just pour my bags of cabbage in there. Now this is what I mix. You guys can create your own thing. Um, I like white onion with it, but I see lots of recipes with red onion with it. And since I have the food processor out, I just throw that onion in there and it's just easy. I don't even have to cut up the onion. You know, uh, Deerberg's and Whole Foods, they sell already pre-cut onion. If you just want it easy as can be, just open that container and throw the pre-cut onion in there. I mean, it, it's pretty easy that way. And I've been known to do that when I know I'm not gonna have a lot of time and I want something made quickly. So onion and cabbage, those are my vegetables. 
Whole Foods sells a Dijon mustard, then there's nothing bad in it. It's made with apple cider vinegar. I usually buy like eight bottles at a time because I go through probably two bottles a week. I make dressing with it. I, I just put it in almost everything I do. Uh, it just adds a tang and then I can sweeten it up with the stevia. So I take that mustard and just kind of go like this over, just kind of lightly put it over the top. And it's enough to where you can kind of see lines go all the way across the top. Then I take apple cider vinegar and I kind of do a shh, 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 you know, probably putting a fourth a cup in there, okay? And then I will take a little more olive oil and drizzle a little more of that on the top because I actually want that to kind of become part of it. And then I'll do salt and pepper. I salt it with sea salt pretty good because I just, I just think you'll like the taste if you've got a decent amount of salt in it. And then pepper. Uh, and then stevia. I'll take maybe three of the little mini spoons of stevia and put that in there. And of course, you don't have to do this, but I do this on everything I make. I put a couple of dashes of hot sauce because I, I just like that little bit of kick that you can't figure out where it's coming from. Now, you could put a couple of peppers in there chopped up. I mean, there's lots of things you could add to that. Now, I put the lid on it. Nothing's stirred. Everything's just kind of on top. I want to steam it down a little bit. Then I start kind of marrying it all together. I don't really do a high heat, I go right under medium because I don't want the bottom to burn at all. And I love those um, pots that are coated with, they're cast iron, but they're, I can't remember, it's like porcelain. Luck, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, they're French, they're, I cannot love something. Um, CR, yeah, CR something. I'll, I'll try to see if I can, I'll go home and take a picture of what I have. I have found that to be the best pot I've ever bought for so many reasons. So they're not inexpensive, but there is an outlet down in Chesterfield and it is substantially different. You may not get the exact color you want, but it's substantially different in price. I really feel like they're worth it. I don't think that I'll have that probably till I die. It's not going to break down. It is amazing quality. Uh, there's a reason I think why they're so expensive, you know, but I use iron cast iron skillets a lot. I mean, I, I like the way things cook in them. So that's it. I put the lid on, I let it cook down, you know, and it just starts to simmer. Then I'm about, I'm pretty comfortable with the way it's cooked down. I take the lid off and then I let it sit there and cook on low for probably another 10 minutes because then I kind of like the air getting to it and I'm almost okay with the edges maybe browning a little bit, you know, not terribly, but maybe a little bit. Um, and it tastes a little sweet and a little tangy and a little hot from the, you know, hot sauce. And I could eat it all day. I could eat it on everything. I could have eggs with it. I could have beef with it. I can have just a bowl of it. And I'm known when I just have a vegetable meal to just sit back there with a big bowl of cabbage and a big bowl of uh, cauliflower. And I am so full from that meal. I take a vegetable enzyme to try to break it down before I am so full from that meal. So again, throw some cabbage in the soup, but boy, if you really want to get some vitamin C and you like the cabbage, make some cabbage. If your stomach is struggling and you just don't really want any major food, cabbage can taste pretty neutral you when it's cooked too you may be able to get that down you know if you just can't seem to get anything down so just some ideas there this is pretty interesting it helps to improve digestion uh, says this crunchy vegetables is full of gut friendly insoluble fiber a type of carbohydrate that can't be broken down by the in the intestines insoluble fiber helps to keep the digestive system healthy by adding bulk to stools 
and promoting regular bowel movements. What's more, it's rich in soluble fiber, which has been shown to increase the number of beneficial bacteria in the gut. This is because fiber is the main fuel source for friendly species like bifidobacteria and lactobacilla. Uh, these bacteria perform important functions like protecting the immune system and producing critical nutrients like vitamin K and B12. So just that continual immune system protection, you gotta think if my gut environment is improving, my immune system is improving, okay? Eating more cabbage is an excellent way to keep your digestive system healthy and happy. Um, may keep your heart healthy. Red cabbage contains powerful compounds called anthocyanins. I don't, I, I don't know that I'm pronouncing that correctly. I highly doubt that I am. They give this delicious vegetable its vibrant purple color. Uh, they are plant pigments that belong to the flavonoid family. Many studies have found a link between eating foods rich in this pig pigment and a reduced risk of heart disease. Um, inflammation is a known player in a major uh, role in the development of heart disease. And these uh, actually protect, they're protective in the effect against uh, the anti-inflammatory properties that can create heart disease. So it contains more than 36 different kinds of potent anthocyanins that are making it an excellent choice for heart health. Uh, it will lower blood pressure. And part of the reason why it lowers blood pressure is because of the potassium. So, you know, you could take magnesium, that'll help naturally low blood pressure. You can eat the cabbage every day, that'll help naturally lower blood pressure. You can eat salmon every day, that'll help to naturally lower it. If you get enough of these things working together, it'll be so low that you're have to gonna stop doing some of them because it'll get too low. That's what I've had to do before. It's like, well, I can't do that. that I'm. If I would eat too much salmon, it would lower too much. I'd get too dizzy from it. So high blood pressure, well, we know about high blood pressure. Doctors often advise patients with high blood pressure to reduce their salt intake. However, recent evidence suggests that increasing your dietary potassium is just as important for lowering blood pressure. Potassium is an important mineral and electrolyte that the body needs to function properly. One of its main jobs is to help regulate blood pressure by counteracting the effects of sodium in the body. And I'll just cut in here real quick, which is why it's so important if you're going to use salt that you use sea salt, uh, pink Himalayan or Celtic mineralized sea salt, because then you're getting potassium, magnesium, calcium, sodium, chloride with the sodium. You're not just using table salt, which is just building the sodium. Um, pot potassium helps to excrete excess sodium through the urine. It also relaxes blood vessel walls, which lowers blood pressure. Uh, while both sodium and potassium are important for health, modern diets tend to be too high in sodium and too low in potassium. That's why we're always seeking a banana. It's like we're not getting any potassium. No one's really eating cabbage. You know what I mean? Red cabbage is an excellent source of potassium, delivering 12% of the RDI in a two-cup serving, which when you cook down cabbage, you'll end up having two cups. That's kind of like what your serving will be. One cup won't really be that much. So is that... I mean, I could keep on going. It talks about cholesterol levels, you know, how we can lower cholesterol levels, kind of seeing concept through the soluble fiber and, you know, the benefits of having that type of fiber, um, the plant sterols and how they're going to work towards helping to lower, uh, to reduce the LDL cholesterol. It, it's an excellent source of vitamin K, which like I said, the wrong medicine, that that, that isn't necessarily a good thing. Struggle is, is you just wish, you didn't have to take that medicine 
that made it to where you can't eat those great healthy foods, you know. Um, this is an easy food to add to your diet. And I guess the reason why I wanted to break down celery juice the way I did, or when I want to sit here and talk about cabbage that much, you're kind of like, wow, cabbage, Deb, was it that big a deal? It kind of is. I mean, look at how much we can get from it. We were able to try to add it to your diet. Cruciferous vegetables in general, you know, and I guarantee I could go out to uh, Google and say health benefits of broccoli, and we could do half of a class on broccoli, half of a class on cauliflower, right? And although there probably would be a lot of similarities, you would learn, you know, hey, this one's actually way more in calcium, you know, where this one's more on the potassium line. Don't be afraid to do stuff like that. You know, type in, you know, health benefits of broccoli, health benefits of cauliflower, so that you can learn those details and then know, well, it probably does make sense for me to do broccoli instead of green beans. Shoot, I'm trying to do this, or shoot, I'm trying to lower my blood pressure. I need to have cabbage on a regular basis. Why not lower it naturally if you can, okay? So something to think about. And then um, from a regular cabbage standpoint, just green cabbage. The way I've cooked green cabbage in the past is I shred it myself. This is not the, the uh, coleslaw route. I'm just getting heads of green cabbage, okay? I have one skillet where I'm cooking the onion and then I add three different types of mushrooms to that skillet. The skillet is like overflowing with mushrooms. I put the, the onions down first and I olive oil them. I always cook mushrooms open. I don't particularly care to cook mushrooms with a lid on it because I think it brings steam in it. And I like it when mushrooms can get almost like browned on the edges and they just have kind of like a different flavor to them that way versus feeling kind of watery and chewy. And I think if they get steamed, that's how they'll feel. So if you ever feel like, well, I don't really like mushrooms, make sure you're not covering them because if you're covering them, that's probably what's happening which is the reason why I don't cook them with the cabbage because they will get steamed and they just get kind of soft and chewy. So I saute on this side. Then I cook that cabbage the same exact way. I, I don't put anything different in. I put the, the mustard, I put the stevia, I put the hot sauce. Now, if you like garlic, add garlic. If you want, a um, instead of a hot sauce, you wanna add some cayenne, add some cayenne. You wanna add paprika, you, you got your spices that you like, you add them. Okay, but I love at the end, like marrying all that together. And I mean, there are quite a few mushrooms in there. It's a lot and mushrooms add a lot of protein. So then that meal, you know, with the mushrooms and the protein, if I'm going to have, you know, three to four cups of cabbage that is also filled with a lot of mushrooms, I'm actually getting a pretty decent amount of protein. I mean, I could be getting between six and nine grams of protein, depending upon how many actual mushrooms I was having and or if I cooked any of that down in a little bit of bone broth or had some bone broth with it, that would be a great way to get even more protein. So it could be just a vegetable meal and not realizing how much protein you're actually able to gain from that. Now, given that, if you were doing that, it, you do also wanna consider that part of your day too. So we can overconsume on protein because we don't realize how much protein we're getting from our vegetables. So you do still want to take it into consideration and we want to make sure that we're not, you know, okay, well, with breakfast, I'm getting about 30 grams in. With lunch, I'm not really paying attention to how much meat I'm having. Before I know it, I'm getting 30 grams in. And then for dinner, I didn't really measure my meat and I'm getting 30 grams in. Wow, 
you know, that's that's 80 grams and you don't really you're not really counting how many grams you're getting from your vegetables. So you might be at 90 grams of protein by the end of the day. For most of us, that's going to be way too much. John probably would be just fine with that. But that's really going to be a lot for some of us. We're probably not going to break it down. We may not be digesting it. Uh, foreign protein particles are a really great way to create an immune response in the body. That's why I take betaine before I eat meat, because with an autoimmune condition, I can't have little foreign protein molecules floating around in my body because my body sees that as a foreign intruder and it'll actually attack. It'll attack itself and I will get a virus from that. You know, so I always take betaine, which is just acid basically to break down my meat so that when I eat meat, I get it broken down better. I even take that veggie enzyme to try to break those down better, but it's more important to really make sure that that beef or that meat that you're eating is getting broken down when you eat it. So that's how I would make green cabbage. Now, yep. So the beetins for meat protein, what do you use for vegetables? I use, I use a specific uh, vegetable enzyme. I like Enzymatica, they make veggie gest. Um, but you could also just use a standard enzyme, you know, that kind of helps you to break down protein, fat, and vegetables if you don't have a super sensitive system like I do. I, I do. You know, I, I my stomach gets really swollen and if I just, if I don't take anything. So you might do fine, which is the standard enzyme, where for me, I, mean, I have to have the one to break down the meat and I have to have the one to break down the vegetables. If I don't, it just, I just don't do well. Right. Yeah. That it will. And they have a lipo gold product Enzoomatica does, and that would help to very specifically target the fat. A lot of the clients that uh, don't have gallbladders, they go to a family nutrition, lipo gold is the product they always recommend that they take just to better break down the fat, especially like if someone's trying a ketogenic diet, yeah, a clean ketogenic diet wouldn't be terrible for someone without a gallbladder because it's not bacon and pork rinds all day. You know what I mean? A clean ketogenic diet, but a bad ketogenic diet would be terrible for someone. You know what I mean? And, and you know, there's just good and bad in everything. So, but that's, that's a great question. Now, coleslaw mix, let's say you bought the coleslaw mix. I, it, all I do is olive oil, dump it in, buy a pre-pack or pre-little box of the already chopped uh, onion or go to the salad bar and get a bunch of onion, throw it in there. Same thing, now you just decide how you wanna season it. I would always suggest adding stevia because I really think that cabbage tastes good with stevia. Now, if you're one of those that buys the uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon, you could make you a couple strips of bacon and allow some of that, not a lot, okay, like a tablespoon's worth of those drippings to stay in with the olive oil. But the key would be to keep the bacon crisp on the side and make that green cabbage and then crumble the bacon pieces on top. And you would actually be having your protein and your carbs and your fats all at one time and just be a different way to have it. You know, uh, just crumbled bacon in with the cabbage. It's really good. The crunchiness of the bacon and the cabbage that's a little softer is a good mix. My name is Debbie. I'm a mom, nutrition coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I 
make healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter, Sophie, is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack, and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today. 